And good evening. Thank you for joining us today. Um, before we start talking about the future of education, I want to ask those of you who are already supporters of me to do me a favor. Go to justforassembly.com, and if you can, hit the donate button. We could use every $5 you can manage, we can use. It's a 1,000 people per $5 on social media advertising, and you know every bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. So as we look forward and move forward past the coronavirus pandemic issues and budgetary issues, it's clear that we are going to have to rethink how we do education, which in a strange way is probably good. You know, the education system we have now was designed for a different time. And it is time that we completely rethink it. And we now have that chance, you know, whether that chance was forced upon us by, you know, forces beyond our control. It's still an opportunity. And I hate using that word in, you know, dire circumstances, but it is true. It is an opportunity to rethink how we educate our children. Um, education is the most important thing you can do for yourself, for your children, for your family, for your community, for your country, for humanity. And so let's all be on the same page here. But how we educate our children is not a universally agreed upon tactic. For somewhere between 40 and 60% of the people, depending upon location, the current education system doesn't work. It fails them. And we blame the children for that rather than say, okay, what are we doing wrong? How are we not serving them? We've flipped the script, so to speak. The education system no longer thinks about educating an individual child. They think about educating a mass group of children. Lovely nights of being living on the streets. Um, no, it's my daughter. <laughs> By the way, if you can't hear the music, that's my daughter getting home from work. Um, <laughs> And she's singing. I can hear it. <laughs> she loves to sing. Um, so anyway, we're getting back to education. There are people like my daughter who's were not suited for a large school environment, but kind of had to find their way through it anyway. And so the school system should be set up to educate an individual child, not to educate this mass group of children. And so I was listening. Well, I guess these days it's reading a discussion between some friends of mine on Facebook and someone who is strongly supportive of the public education said every child should have an IEP. I always get those labels mixed up. And for those of you who don't know what an IEP is, it's an individualized education plan. And he is correct. Every child should have an individualized education plan. But what that made me realize is that it's not possible in the current system. You can't have every student with an individualized education plan in a system that's designed to educate a thousand children at a time. It's just not possible. It's why the system is breaking under its own weight right now. We don't send the kids who are able or willing or who thrive under the current system to the current system. And we take kids who are anxiety ridden or who have 
other issues and say, okay, what's the best way to educate you? Is it a hybrid system where you spend some days at home educating through distance learning and a couple days for subjects you really need work on? You can go to a resource center and get the hands-on individual type of education you need. Is it maybe someone needs a more work-centered education, right? Where they actually go out and they learn things through practical experience, you know, working on a farm or something like that, like, you know, did in the old days. And you mix that in with, you know, biology and math because you can't get away from that. You can teach math through almost anything. And so the question becomes, is our education system designed for our children or is it designed for us? Because it's not designed for low-income workers. As someone who raised, you know, four kids through the education system who did not work an eight-to-five job, the education system was often a hindrance, not a help. You know, I had to adjust my whole life around the school schedule rather than the school schedule adapting to our lives and our needs. And so as we look forward on what our education system should look like, we're going to have to put our, that's what I'm looking for, put our love of the system that helped us or that helped and say, okay, the system helped us, but it's not helping our children or it's not helping all of our children. And how do we create something for those children? And then there are structural issues about education system. Like why do we have so many layers of administrative, you know, from the federal government to the state government boards of education, the county boards of education, you know, what the seven school districts that are in my district alone, Maybe we should have the counties take over the HR department so the school districts aren't actually competing against each other. Maybe we should have the schools have more control and essentially school boards essentially hire and fire principals and staff and choose from the pool that the unions or the county give them. There's other ways to do this without having so much bureaucracy. That simply doubles the work. And then maybe it's time just to rethink what a school is. You know, if we take half the children out of school because they aren't suited for that environment, that frees up a lot of space to be used for community. And our schools sit empty for large periods of the time. And those places can be used for adult education, for meeting rooms. We can use the play fields for exercise, for more cheaper things like um, baseball teams, little league baseball teams and soccer teams. So we don't have such the highly competitive if you want to play. I mean, if you want to play baseball now, you either have to be highly competitive or you've got to find, you know, 20 friends to go play a game of baseball. So you're stuck with being highly competitive. We don't have the average, you know, the person who just wants to go have fun gets left out. So instead of thinking of our education system as its own little box, you know, in a sense, they're right. Our, our schools are no longer schools. They are community resource centers. But we don't think of them that way. And in order to think of them that way, we have to rethink education. 
that you know not everybody needs to go to school for every subject some subjects they can learn better on their own and some subjects like algebra where you need you know more personal interactions you can have better higher quality resources available but i don't have all the answers and i think the reality is none of us do we have now have families getting together and creating learning pods which are great for families that can afford it so if we i mean at the very least we need to help our poor people be able to have the same type of choices that those in our higher economic stratospheres have and how do we create it does education money follow the student is it for the student or is it for the system if our education money is for the student, it should follow the student wherever that choice is made. If it's for the system, well, then it's not for the student, is it? And I know we've rambled here a lot, and there's a reason for that. It's because this is insanely complicated, and there's no universal agreement. We have genuine fear from teachers about getting sick. We have genuine fear of parents who feel unequipped to educate their children properly. We have genuine fear from parents who are able to educate their children properly, but are worried that the state won't allow them because things like AB5 make it difficult to hire tutors. And as California disintegrates, the political staff, political establishment fiddles their fingers. They play games of virtue signaling. They talk to their base and degenerate those who disagree with them. When right now, more than ever, we need to sit down and break bread with those who disagree with us. We need to say, look, we all want the same thing, especially in something like education, where it is clear 99% of us all want the same thing. What we don't understand how to do is to get there. And we're not going to solve it by listening to people like me or other politicians. We're only going to solve it by listening to you, to parents and to children. Process all that information and try to find some way to bridge these gaps. Our politicians are no longer bridging gaps. They're creating them. It's time for us, as citizens, to take our rightful place and lead them. Thank you for your time. Good night. I love everybody.